0: Welcome to Straight Shot. Marketing is everywhere. It's around your life. From what you eat to what you wear and where you go. It is a vital part of any and all business. Let's discuss the world of marketing and business as it influences everyday life with the staff of Atlanta Marketing Agency, Reformation Productions. And yes, as they give it to us straight. Get ready the game, steady, welcome to Straight Shot.
1: Welcome everybody, my name is Jennifer Bennett, with me as always is the lovely Zachary Bennett. <laughs> Hi. How are you Zachary? I'm good, how are you? Are you ready to do a straight shot today? Let's go. It's the beginning of the year.
2: It is. Happy yeah. New Year. Happy
1: New Year to you. All right. Um, in this episode of Straight Shot, we're going to discuss the tendency that young or early business owners have when they wing it. Oh. You know winging it.
2: No plan. No wing plan. It. Throwing it against the wall and see if it sticks. Right.
1: People that say, you know what, we'll just figure it out as we go. It happens. We're going to also talk about strategic planning, tracking your activity, and course correction, and we're gonna do that all by discussing the second half of the Harley and the Davidsons biopic on the Discovery Channel. Oh, yeah,
2: I think this is the the last episode that we'll do in <laughs> uh, in that series. So there's quite a lot of stuff that we will uh, we'll cover today.
1: Okay, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so if you guys haven't checked it out, go onto to the Channel dot com you can actually uh, see Harley and the Davidsons featured there if you wanna follow along. Otherwise, you'll just see clips as we go, as we talk through them today. Um, Okay, so speaking of Harley and the Davidsons, um, we are going to talk about the uh, early business owner. So how do you feel about winging it, Zachary?
2: Unfortunately, some of the biggest issues that I see with small and regional-sized businesses uh, is centered around a lack of planning and being reactionary in their uh, communications. Um, those doing things that way leads to having a you know a lack of focus, general chaos in your office, and, and being inefficient in both. Time and in your uh, your finances, your money. Mm-hmm. So um, we here at um, Reformation we believe in being proactive, um, and to me that means you know being in control of your own business, setting goals uh, for every effort that you're doing, and not winging it, not trying things.
1: Right. And the film series here shows that same initial thinking that before they had completed the product, even Art Davidson had this opportunity fall into his lap. The leaders of Indian Motorcycles was coming to town and he had an opportunity to impress him with his product. Yep. This reactionary event though, caused him to cut corners on his bike and almost blew up the bike, almost blew up in front of Mr. Handy, who is the <laughs> Indian motorcycle guy. So here, let's take a look at that clip so okay. that they can see what that's about.
3: That Merkel's new bike? There she is. She's getting ready for when Handy comes to town. Hindi Bicycles is coming here? Yes, sir. They are now the biggest makers of motorized bicycles in America, calling there's the Indian. But why is he coming here? Draw spectators, sell bikes. Merkel wants to make an impression. Didn't you see this? When? Yeah. Uh-huh.
2: Carburetor.
3: Here we go. My last spare.
2: You should have Bill put that on.
3: Make sure it's right. Well, we're very busy here. Nice doing business with you. Hmm
4: now 50 motorcycles. Another evil henchman America. with a mustache. Everyone gets a chance to race against Indian in our expo run next spring. Races in every city. All makers welcome. If you can best my machine, then I want to partner with you. Yeah, right, yeah.
3: Mr. Handy, it's an honor detail. sir. <laughs> Let's show this Easterner how we do things in Milwaukee. Throw your
2: bike's on fire. Mm -hmm. Failures aside, Mm -hmm. uh, they pressed on, they proactively decided to participate in this Indian Expo event that Hindi was putting on. Uh, and at that event, Mr. Lang calls out art for being immature in business and and asked him if he was ready to to take the business seriously because he wanted to to, to partner with him. Uh, with that, uh, he invested in the business and they began their efforts to with purpose. Right, to, to, to really take the, the business forward with purpose at that point.
1: When Mr. Lang was a new addition to the company, a, a business advisor, a marketing consultant, something mm-hmm. someone with experience with a new company.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he brought a lot of business savvy to the company. Um, and so before every event from this point forward, they laid out goals of what it is that they wanted to proactively uh, achieve. They had some sort of strategy involved in each one. Um, before competing in the Catskills Enduro race, which is the next clip I think Ooh. that we'll see, uh, Mr. Lang had laid out three different goals. Uh, one was to increase sales by impressing uh, dealerships, because mm-hmm. dealerships were invited to the event. So he wanted to uh, to increase sales by getting more dealerships on board. He wanted to increase awareness by getting more press coverage at the, uh, at the race. Uh, and he wanted to, of course beat the competition Be the and prove, mm-hmm. yeah, prove that they had a better bike. So let's take a look at the Catskills um
1: Enduro clip. race. Yeah. Yes. Let's we enter
4: it. the Catskills Enduro race. It ends with a ceremony at Handy's headquarters. The press from New York is covering it. Now, this race is about three things. Number one, sales. We need dealers to survive, and this is how we get them. Two, we have the better machine, but no one knows about it that ends at this race three we beat the bastards and <laughs> ah, this is it <laughs> the future of this company will be determined upon this race hey. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. there he is preston king head of the east coast the Monopoly dealers guy <laughs> he's the one we need to get us our dealerships That's him. That's the man to
3: impress. I'm going to impress the whole crowd. Yes, I'm sure you will, Walter, but the crowd can't get us dealerships. Mr. King can't. serious, though? Mm-hmm. why can't we just
4: open our own dealerships? Because beneath his stuffed shirt beats the heart of a cheap gangster. If he doesn't approve of a dealership, then leases are broken, shops burned. Mr. King, it is a great pleasure, sir. Pleasure to meet
3: all of you. Uh, as you know. We're looking to expand our operations. I hope you like what you see out here today.
2: Let the best man win.
3: Hmm. Oh, we will, sir. So long as everybody plays fair and square. Good luck, gentlemen.
1: Look forward to speaking after the race. Go get him.
2: So you could see even then, right? Uh, Art still showed that he was like, yes, I know you're a big gangster guy, and I'll kiss your ring, but I'm my own guy. I have no problem standing up to you. Oh, no, no, we will. Mm-hmm. We will win. You
1: know? <laughs> you know, and it's more than just bravado. It's more than just um, showing up for the crowd. It's strategic planning. Mm. And, you know, and it was Art's uh, ability to bring it back toward the ba- the main goal. And it was that kind of strategic planning that led Harley Davidson uh, you know, to the extreme devotion and now legendary status that they have.
2: Yeah, and the, this this move, this change over to being strategic, is very prominently showcased in the film. Um, mm-hmm. In another part of, of the movie, there's uh, there's a section where we go to um, to World War One, and as uh, one of the top two manufacturers of motorcycles at the time in the United States. Um, they were invited to make war machines for the military for the Great War, uh, World War One. Hmm. Um, they and in that in that meeting, because uh, they actually showed the meeting in the meeting, um, you can tell that they know their consumer target extremely well, uh, and because they know their target well, they can accurately predict what's going to happen when the war is over,
1: hmm.
2: which is you know a, a kind of of you know strategic planning forethought. It they, they have more insight, for, foresight really, uh, as to what's going to happen after the war is over. And they're planning for that, right? Planning, mm-hmm. strategic planning for that before the, the, they're even called in to, to help in the war effort. So um, let's let's watch a clip on that because it, it's super smart. Okay. Um, and um, let's what the other motorcycle manufacturer, of course, is Indian. Uh, Indian and Harley were the the number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other the guy that you saw in the clip before, Merkel, he's he's gone because he was a shady guy. Um, Mustaches. He, he, he looks well. He looks like Mario, <laughs> <laughs> and his little Mario Kart. Dun dun dun, so, dun, dun, yeah. dun, dun, dun.
1: <laughs> Mario Kart.
2: Um, but let's watch that um, that clip on uh, them being the presented with One. the, the what a effort.
1: great yeah. honor, really. No pressure, no pressure, guys. <laughs> Capitalizing on the American spirit. The renegade spirit of of America.
2: Which they became known for Mm -hmm. as a brand as well. Like
1: a rebel heart.
3: You may go in now. Who? Which group? The general says both.
1: Oh good, a group interview. Everybody loves those. (laughs) No stress, dudes.
2: I've been to many RFP where there's just agencies
3: lined up outside waiting to go in
1: Super stressful.
3: Never especially in, in this situation, because they're
1: like mortal enemies. Yeah.
3: Indian and Harley-Davidson are number one and two, and we expect your full commitment at this critical time. How many units are we talking about? Well, to begin with, the Army General Staff is contemplating 25,000 from Indian and 15,000 from Harley-Davidson. Uh, sir, our engineer has taken the liberty of drawing up a few uh, preliminary Military Pro- applications from our mm-hmm. existing machines.
4: But These are really very good. Our yeah. entire engineering staff is waiting to work on this at a moment's notice. Waiting to see if you get the contract? <laughs> I'm waiting to hear your specifications, He's cheap. General. Stingy. At this critical juncture, we have little time to waste on something you needn't require. Along with our full commitment,
3: Harley Davidson is willing to offer an exclusive maintenance program to the U.S. military. In what capacity? The Harley Davidson Quartermaster Training School. We'll send technicians to bases all around the country to teach military personnel how to fully maintain, <laughs> overhaul, repair, and, if necessary, scavenge parts from one machine to another. Oh, and uh, all free of charge. Free, free of charge. Free? Yes, sir. At this critical juncture we feel that it's our obligation with the strain of combat on man and machine Harley Davidson finds it absolutely imperative that the American fighting man know how to repair his motorcycle in the field rather than waiting for maintenance crews like the British and the French and the German armies do sir American men already know how to fix things that's why not let us give them that extra advantage Hmm. Let's make it 20,000 each to Harley-Davidson and Indian. Gentlemen, thank you for your time. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you, sir. They just cut their sales in half.
4: No, they just gained the
3: edge. Free quartermaster training school. Couldn't this ruin us? No, this will not be our ruin. This is about customer loyalty. It's an addendum to the (laughs) Harley-Davidson motorcycle clubs. Mm Mm-hmm. Only now it includes the entire US Army. After the war, we'll have an entire group of loyal Harley Davidson groups. Men went to hell everything. and back on a machine that they know inside and out, that they love. Our machine. That means group rides, uh, social mixers, clubs. Hell's Angels. Damn. <laughs> official we won. or has been over for a week walter no i mean we won look at this
1: boom oh
3: wow that is the first yank in germany on a harley davidson this is something boy we should send a copy to randall i was thinking the same thing <laughs> i'll give it to him in person
1: that's the indian guy right in yeah. This yeah. Month oh, in Kansas. that's so sweet
3: really racing already wars over time to move on plus Otto Walker's a war hero. He was discharged early, and Jones comes home in a week. We're back, Art!
1: Ooh, he don't like
3: that.
4: I'm only interested in Harley Davidson. I hear that a lot after their Army quartermaster school program. Boys coming back only want Harleys, just like yourself, Mr.
1: All right, <laughs> Mr. Da 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 dot. Man, I mean that's that loyalty that everybody is talking about in the beginning. Once they know their machines, they come home, and that's what they're familiar with. I mean that's that's just long term thinking. And after the war, things things were good again, and they were back on top, which was nice. Um, Art really fought his way um, into the hearts and minds of. The men coming back from the war.
2: He understood that it was more. If you remember in the 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 scene that we just saw, mm-hmm. the, the the two men from the Indian are leaving. and Of course, there's the the, the bigwig, right, the executive, and then his the sales guy with him. And sales guy's trying to make, you know lessen mm-hmm. the the burn. He's like, they just cut their sales in half. He's like, no, they just won mm-hmm. because they. He realized that immediate sales aren't everything. You have to have that. You have to risk long, You have to have the 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 foresight to see down the road. Mm-hmm. Loyalty is more important because you'll sell more bikes in the long run than a few bikes right now.
1: Yep. Running a business and um, managing a brand can be very different. And I think, you know, if you you can say, okay, how do I get through this year? Or you can say, how do I get through this decade? And I right. think that long-term thinking about how you can solidify yourself in the hearts and minds of people, I mean, that's the way. that's the way to go.
2: Well, in this case, it worked. It paid off after the war, which we were in. I mean, the the war lasted a while, but the United States, relatively speaking, with the rest of the world, was in it for a very short amount of time. Mm. And uh, it won. Uh, We won the war. And then afterwards, his strategy paid off, and and things started going really well for them.
1: Yeah, but, you know, it's not without their opponents, though. Mm. Because, uh, you know, the... uh, Okay, so in the film, Harley-Davidson is also confronted with the idea that motorcycles... Are now dangerous oh, to gosh. society, you we know, murder theory. cycles, mm-hmm. if you will. So there, this this next clip that we're about to look at will uh, show an example of that. So let's let's take a look at that before we go on. Okay. Oh, I'm writing an article about the dangers of motorcycling, of murder course you cycles, are. I call them, and murder cycles. I wanted to give you the chance to go on record.
3: Another article. Good. Great. Yes, thank you. This is very kind of you. Pardon?
1: Please. No Murder cycles uh, have captured the attention
3: of young men across the country. There seems to be something about these deadly machines which excites the spirit. The freedom and the speed of these machines provokes a new kind of wildness. Thank you.
1: Yeah, that doesn't sound very damaging. I couldn't
3: have phrased it better myself. This kind of press is hard to stimulate. You look like the cat who swallowed the canary. No, not at all. I understand being driven to a cause, and I respect somebody who stands for their beliefs. Please, Miss Baisel, write as many anti-motorcycle articles as you possibly can. Uh, uh, do me one favor, though.
1: What's that, Mr. Davidson?
3: Please don't ever ride one of our machines. Because if you do, you'll have too much fun. You'll become a huge enthusiast, and then... You'll be hooked. There goes all my free press.
1: By the way, that's a true statement.
3: <laughs> all right.
2: So a little bit of PR mentioned here.
1: Yeah. What no press is bad press.
2: All right. So here you can see them staying true to their brand. Mm-hmm. Even in the face of adversity, the whole idea of fun, freedom. They Wildness. Didn't, they didn't forget that. They were willing to the stand up you know, in the face of you know, the the moral majority or whoever coming at them saying, hey, you know, your motor, your motorcycles are dangerous. And they were like, you know what? Yes, they are. <laughs> and so they began to embrace what made them different from, uh, from you know, cars or, or horses or whatever. I don't, I guess we were running around in Model Ts at the time. I don't, I don't <laughs> know, but...
1: Yeah, I think that, you know, in, oftentimes in business there are several opportunities that come along or several instances that challenge um, us as business owners to stay on target with our brand. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, there are you know publicity problems that happen, product problems that happen, somebody comes out and says something negative, someone posts a bad review of your product or service, and it's really easy for us to throw in the towel and lock up the door. or to um, change the brand, yeah. to make somebody happy when we forget that we can't make everybody happy all the time. So we need to stay the course.
2: We get, uh, we get contacted actually a lot. Sometimes our, our initial contact from somebody is somebody that has, they have this bad situation going on and can you please come in and help me fix it? Um, and one of the things that we always have to look at when, we're, when we come in to, to do you know reputation management is number one, what happened? That's number two. Number one is okay. Who are you? Mm-hmm. You know, and then how can we frame this, um, based on, on on who you are? Are you somebody that's apologetic, or are you like Harley Davidson and somebody that's like, no, no, you're absolutely right. It, it's a different angle depending on on who you are. And knowing yeah. how to handle that is, uh, and, is important. And I
1: think part of the problem sometimes people have with that number one that you just said is they don't know who they are. Right. It all and starts with that. when businesses don't have an idea of who their brand personality is, they have a really hard time responding to negative situations or positive situations. But really the negative situations um, in life in general, when you're not sure of who you are as a person or as a brand, as a business, you don't know what you stand for, mm-hmm. and when you don't know what you stand for, you'll fall for anything. And 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 that's why you know you see businesses that you know uh, change who they are all the time. They keep adding stuff to their menus if they're restaurants, even though it's a Mexican restaurant. But now they've got cheeseburgers, and <laughs> you know uh, there. It's one thing to respond to your public; it's another thing to uh, waffle on yeah, who you to, are or
2: cave to your public,
1: right? And if you don't yeah. have a good uh, brand identity. Number one, it's just harder for you to stay the course because you don't know what the course is. Yeah.
2: You, well you have to be you have to, to know who you are and be confident in who you are. And to do that requires the necessary research up front, right? The necessary Absolutely. homework. But once you you know who you are and you're confident and you're solid, then you can push forward. There's always going to be naysayers. Right. There, there, there just is. People can't stand to see somebody else succeed. So yeah, or they, just
1: like to, they like to have their voice heard. So they'll post a negative review because it makes them feel like they're right. being heard. Even if they may or may not even really believe that about your mm-hmm. product, they just want... Their are um, a point of view to matter so much. Or
2: sometimes they're your competition, as yeah, far as some, reviews or go. Or they're
1: scorned employees, or they're friends of mm-hmm. scorned employees, or what have you. You can't make everybody happy all the time, and if you know who you are, you know how to move forward. Right. But moving forward in business is not without consequence, and it's also um, imperative that even though you're moving forward in one direction, There might be times when you have to change direction a little bit as long as you keep moving forward and it's that course correction that we do uh, sometimes that helps keep our business moving forward there's nothing wrong with taking a step back for a second looking at a situation and figuring out how to get through it and I think uh, this is a good time for us to start talking about course correction but before we do that, we need to hear from our sponsors a little bit. So oh, I think we yes. should take a quick break and hear from our sponsors, and then we can dive into course correction. All right. Sounds good. Okay. So you can see you on the flip side.
0: Introducing Napa Auto Care Centers. Napa, a trusted leader in the automobile industry, has joined together with the top auto repair centers in Atlanta to bring you Napa Auto Care Atlanta. Top, local, certified mechanics backed by the national power of Napa. Call one napa atl or visit NapaAutoCareAtlanta.com to find the location nearest you. Napa Auto Care Centers, the parts you trust are now the shops you rely on. Straight Shot is brought to you by Reformation Productions, a full-service marketing agency in Atlanta, Georgia, helping companies promote and communicate their business in the most efficient and effective ways possible through straight-line marketing. Find out more by visiting reformationpro.com or call 678-825-8086. Reformation Productions, think in straight lines.
1: Okay, welcome back. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed those spots from our uh, yes. from our sponsors. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about that course correction that we mentioned uh, right before the break in Harley and the Davidson film series. Harley Davidson showcases um, a stand that they made against motorcycle racing.
2: Yeah, they um, the the industry motor drone racing. The industry had moved on from uh, traditional what they called flat track racing. To uh, board racing which was motor drone racing they they made a stadium and they had these boards wood that was all the way around in a circle uh, and it made it like a, very much like a a motorcycle track is today uh, and the problem with it is you know there were walls instead of fences and it was you know um, a harder surface and you could go faster and it was more dangerous so
1: um more exciting to watch yeah
2: so uh, the the reason why they included this i think in the movie uh, is because harley Davidson even now has been criticized for not being involved in the crotch rocket um, market, um, mm-hmm. and that market, the crotch rocket market, uh, was born from this type of racing. If you look at motorcycle racing now, that's the type of motorcycles that they, they use. Now, for those of you that don't know what I mean by crotch, crotch rocket, rocket, I understand that's a slang term and maybe a little off-color, but what, that, what it means is... I don't means, know what else is, they call it, racing bike. That's what everybody calls them, but it's yeah. it's like the, um, the, the ninja that you've seen. Uh, that Dupati. was the, one well, of the yeah. one of the most uh, popular ones. It's it's the one that you have to lay down on.
1: The one where you ride um, belly with you know like on the gas tank, uh, yeah. horizontal. Yeah, you ride yeah. with your belly on the gas tank, horizontal to the pavement. The other kind of motorcycles, again, for those of you that don't know motorcycles <laughs> very much, there's basically two types. There's the crotch rocket, and then there's the cruising bikes. Right. And the cruising bikes are kind of what Harley Davidson specializes in. They're right. the ones where you sit upright. And uh, your hands are out in front of you, or ape hangers are the ones where the big handlebars. Yeah. Big and then handlebars. there's also
2: uh, dirt bikes, of course. Mm-hmm. And then there's trail bikes, which are a mix between uh, Yeah, but
1: they don't them. count because they're lame. No, I'm just kidding. And, well,
2: and then there's also touring bikes, which are the ones that look like a car on two wheels. But, oh, yeah. Either uh, way, anyway, uh, the the crotch rocket style. Those are built for the, speed. The racing bike started in this motor drone. Um, and like I said, if you, you can see them now Um, If you watch motorcycle racing where they lay down, that's the bike that they're laying down on. Mm -hmm. Which is why a lot of people don't think they should be on the road because they weren't made for modern day travel. Mm -hmm. They're made for racing. They're
1: they're made Um, for speed and and being aerodynamic.
2: So uh, in this film, uh, this is how they address that stand on on, on this type of uh, racing. This is an example of how you would take something that's a negative in the marketplace why doesn't Harley make these types of bikes mm-hmm. right and turning it into a positive thing putting a positive spin on it which they did uh in the you know the the film today um and it was a a, a very smart marketing decision to put that stance in the film to support the decision that they had already made
1: again it's also because it is defined in who they are as a brand Mm -hmm. they stay in those guidelines instead of letting them waffle you know get the gray area stay in the gray area they said nope this is who we are as a company so i can stand behind our decisions and i can bring it in front okay so all right let's jump right back into the movie um this was a disastrous decision that could have bankrupted the entire business yeah um they publicly attacked the motor drone racing and then withdrew from any future racing and it actually cost them yeah
2: it was a a very um unpopular decision at the time because people liked these this new racing Mm. stuff because it was fast it was exciting But uh, they did participate in the first one, uh, the first race, uh, probably more than that. But in the movie, it was in the first one. And their guy got hurt. And that's when they decided, we're not going to be in this anymore because it's too dangerous. Uh, They could have. They had a decision to make. They could have decided to embrace it as part of their brand. Hey, yes, it's wild. It's dangerous as part of who we are. But instead, they decided, no, it moves away from the spirit of, of freedom and crosses that line a little too far into... Uh, adrenaline Irresponsible. Junkie, yeah. And being irresponsible. So, yeah. Let's go. Ahead, let's, let, let's watch that and, and we can kind of see some of the impact okay. uh, that that decision had.
3: The Harley Davidson Motor Company announces that it not only condemns motor drum racing, but boycotts it completely. Hereby severing ties with any dealers who support these murder drum events. It's going to cost us. Well, it's the right thing to do. Racing drives sales. You know it. No motorcycle bearing our name will race in these blood sports. Alone this size, well, it's hard to work. Again,
1: it's not about being Mr. Carlin, greedy. It's not is, about just the bottom the number line. It's about standing for in America.
3: Something. Now, for us to realize that, in we'll need a long-term relationship with a long-term commitment. Indian's we'll going to build forty-five thousand motorcycles this year. How many is Harley-Davidson? Ten, 10, 10,000. But motorcycle we- industry is booming, and you limit your potential with sentiment. You should never have written that editorial. Never catch up with Indian after that. We did what we thought best. Those motor drones sell out darn near every event. The writers are stars. Now, some of them dead stars, sir. They basically mint money for the manufacturers, you know. And fans love it. Everyone does. You know, I go to the motor drums, my wife goes, we take our kids, we have a grand time. What do you tell them when someone dies on the track? Nothing. People die every day. You can die crossing the street. I'm sorry, fellas. It's just business.
4: Weren't half bad. Actually, I have a place left on my racing team, if you still got it in here. Oh, excuse me. Sorry, I forgot.
3: Harley Davidson, don't race. (laughs) <laughs> no, no, Mr. Randall will leave the motodrome
4: racing to you You don't race at all, if I'm not mistaken Not for years, not since your amigo died Not racing, hmm. that has got to be hard on sales No, we're not going to go straight
3: from attacking motodrome To jumping into some other kind of racing We're not changing our position on this wall But we have to do something
4: What can we do to increase sales? Speed. I can't sell a bike to a kid who comes in here with a hard-on for speed. We're not selling to racers. No, to spectators. With you in a moment. Thank you. They only know what they see on the track, and they don't see Harley-Davidson's. You think I like seeing us getting outsold by Indian? Of course not. Time is not on our side, Arthur. Big companies are investing in motorcycles and with it comes the full weight of their business structure. Research and development, distribution, lawyers, licensing, cross-licensing, patents. We have to find a way to compete.
2: All right, so they felt the hurt of mm. that decision. Um, and it was, it was a, a decision that they made based on, um, they were getting older, you know, as men. Uh, and they felt more responsible uh, this, putting this in the film was a good way to showcase that Harley Davidson you know as wicked as they are still has a moral compass mm-hmm. right so that's another reason why they yeah you don't have constituents
1: if you kill them all off and motor drone right? racing <laughs> yeah.
2: um, but knowing that this hurt them in the marketplace forced them to develop new strategies that have new ideas that would help sustain the company long term so this is when they started getting into uh, civic oriented motorcycles for the police uh, postal system things like that um, which if you uh, have ever looked at Harley Davidson history you can see that they they did have something you're like wow they did that right uh, so you can kind of I see I believe the
1: Gwinnett County Police um- in in, in our county here yeah, are all Harley Davidsons,
2: mm-hmm. uh, but this is where they kind of first started getting into that. Uh, they also established Hog. Hog stands for Harley Owners Group. Mm-hmm. You've heard of Hog before. Get on your Hog, um, and you're like, "That's a pig. That doesn't make any sense." <laughs> but this is uh, Harley Owners Group was the, the one of the first clubs that they made to, and they made it to to retain customers and and to increase. Um, um, loyalty they and give so them they something can get, to
1: belong to
2: yeah and it, it would make people passionate They be, people like to belong to things mm. um, it's also an example of how measuring your results, both positive and negative, can help push you to course correction and help you to become uh, creative and innovative in your solutions and in how you're going to, mm-hmm. to fix it. So let, let's take a moment and, and jump back into the movie and kind of look at them kind of exploring these, these different ideas. So um, let's do that.
1: Okay, let's do it.
3: Here all the time, rain or shine, just want to race. Now those bikes aren't fast, but there's a certain appeal to it, and it's a lot more controlled. You're trying Walter, to tell me that this is sick. You can see, still there's no such thing as safe racing. There drivers, never will be. Which was the stir? Motorcycles are dangerous. That's what we build, Arthur. Motorcycles. No steep angles. No G-force. Brakes, introduce some sort of rules maybe. We've already been over this, Walt. We gotta be out there somewhere or we become irrelevant. How is this relevant? How is this being out there? We can go back to flat track racing, but this time we build bigger, faster bikes, way more powerful than the motor drones could handle. Compete with Indian where we excel in design. We could double the horsepower. Why? Motor drones sell out. Nobody's watching flat track racing.
4: Not yet. Best existing speed records. Two motorcycles going over 100 miles per hour. I'm sure the head of sales and marketing can see the potential in that. Come on, Art. But we have to do something. We have to find a way to compete. We're promoting a new loyalty program for dealerships and customers. Loyalty?
3: Clubs. Dealership clubs for the Harley-Davidson enthusiasts. You'll organize group rides, social mixers, advanced demos of our new models. Clubs?
4: No one else doing that? I like it. I hope it's enough, Arthur. You too. Mm. <laughs> ah, you're the best.
3: And you work too hard.
2: Here's the sketches.
3: Wow. Good job, Bill. I mean, really great job. A lot of work. So how much does this move the needle compared with Indian? Not as much as I hoped.
2: All right, so still some, some good ideas that that kind of came out of that. Situation, so w- when they said that, hey, we have. When they said, hey, you know, we're at a slump," they looked at it instead of a defeat as an opportunity to expand, oh, yeah. to improve, Life to does forward. that sometimes. It gives yeah. us
1: opportunities to grow when we feel we're too comfortable where we're at.
2: So uh, sometimes, if you remember in the, the beginning of that, that clip, sometimes the best strategy is to go back to where you came from um, and, and to just look at it in a new way. Now, Walter Davidson had wanted to go back to where he came mm-hmm. from. He wanted to go back to flat track racing. He understood the the heart of the Harley Davidson customer and he knew that those desires are still there. He just needed to find a new way to kind of stoke those desires and going back to dirt track racing with a new bike. This was his idea with a new bike that was too powerful for the motor drone. Now the motor drone that's the 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 board Races that we're talking mm-hmm. about that are in like a stadium, the dangerous ones. They they have uh, they're not flat track. They had these uh, you know curves up on the side where they would fly up with G force as they were going around. And if you had a bike that was too powerful, you just fly right up into the stands. So he knew by the it's more exciting because it's a faster bike and they can't use it in the motor drone so that was his his kind of of thinking and you can see like i said in the previous clip walter had his eye on doing this uh for a while and he finally found a way to force his partner's hand because his brother who his buddy had died in in motor drone he he found a way to because his family he found a way to basically force his brother into to doing it Mm -hmm. um uh, now, he did that by using um, company pride in the face of their competition. Walter took a risk uh, in doing that, uh, but it, it worked. So, uh, we, and we'll, we'll play that clip here in just a minute, but uh, by measuring the results of those efforts, uh, once he made this change back over to, to flat track racing, they were able to see a very exciting 6% increase with one single race because they measured what they were doing. This is where we are, we did this, this is what just happened. Um, so when that happened, they jumped all in. Art Davison was on board, he's kind of in charge of their sales. So uh, he jumped on board, he had a, a brand new strategy behind what he was going to do, and again, just like Mr. Lang and him had, had done, they set goals in a strategy. This is what we're going to do. So he set out, he's like, we're going to give away free beer at, at every event. We're going to, um, build a new racing team that includes stars which he'll explain in a minute <laughs> um, and he's going to bring cheerleading what into racing so, not all of
1: them are great <laughs> ideas so
2: saying. we'll see all of that uh, in this next next clip Let's starts off starts off with Walter pursuing his idea and then goes into the new go strategy. fight
1: win Harley
4: woo right.
3: actually Bill just designed a big new racing bike oh Bill did did he on that Bill's like it's I did asked, what why
4: for the Savannah dirt track race next month. Ah, well, we, we do still participate in flat track racing, but to be honest, compared to the motordrome, it's just so underwhelming. How about a little side bet?
3: $1,000 says Harley Davidson beats Indian in the dirt track race. Oh, I don't know about that. Or is that a little too rich for the new president of Indian motorcycles? God. You're exposing us by relying man. on a bike that doesn't even exist. <laughs> Walter, he you goes, cannot just do whatever you want. At
4: least I'm doing something. And Bill? Yeah, I get it. You need a whole new motorcycle in a month. No pressure. Good man.
1: Poor Bill.
2: Yeah, we see all these decisions that hey. the the brothers are making.
4: Busy? We forget about how hard no. this is on, on yeah. Mr. Harley. You could just Playing build a brand
0: new bike, right, Bill? Okay. The hammock, yes.
4: Watching the waves going in and out. So how's it going? For so better or worse, Walter cast the dice on this one. Everyone's watching this race, and so we do what we have to do. Yeah. And do you really have time to build a new machine? It doesn't matter. Mm. I have to.
1: I've been there, dude.
4: what is this is this it this is power control and speed two speeds actually this will be different from the saucers at the outset which means a clutch which means a lot more command of the bike look art i'll build a machine that's big and exciting and you'll figure out how to sell it
1: get out
2: (laughs) you got the door open
1: go get out me to my imagination. Yep. Have a good day This
2: oh. is why I have to close the door of my not.
1: office. <laughs> I don't have a door to my office, but I would close it if I could.
2: <laughs> Enter the V twitter.
4: Yeah, with the RPM. It's gonna be easy to over rep this machine. Adjustable airsling. That's right.
0: How you feeling, right? Eh? Good. i win this race. On a whiskey
3: afterwards. All well, you have to do be is beat Indian. We'll do Mr. Dips. Go, go! Skinny
1: those tires
0: are. Hey, Randall.
4: You came in second. Congratulations on missing the top spot. Thanks. We intend to do 1000 percent better next time. Oh, yeah, that. I'm terribly sorry. I seem to have forgotten my wallet. Get
1: hmm.
3: okay, into the evil place, for
1: What? ah 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 twiddling my evil moustache.
4: Look at this. I knew we had a spike. Is that right? That's right. What does it translate to? It's a, oh, oh do do that. It's about
3: 6%, and that gentleman is after our first race. Six percent? Yep. Now, if this is how we really intend to catch up to Indian, it's going to eat up a majority of Bill's time, as well as allocate quite a bit of resources in order to lift flat track racing from its lowly status. What resources? Incentives. We can do uh, giveaways, beer tents, all compliments of Harley-Davidson. Free beer? Yes, free beer. Kegs are cheap. Newspaper ads are not. The entire goal is to get people to the track. But first, we need to build a racing team. I'll find us racers. Winners, too. Eh, not winners. Stars. Let me worry about the racers. What in the hell do you know about putting a team together? Listen, if I'm the one who has to sell the idea that flat track racing isn't just Motodrome's red-headed stepchild, (laughs) then you need to let me stack the deck. What's your name? auto walker hello auto walker what do you want i'm looking for racers yeah yeah i am i'm arthur
1: davidson hold the phone what i know who you are wow good he's like the opposite of a jackson you want
2: to know why he was chosen. Yeah. and here's the ladies yeah. man now, now he's
4: choosing the ladies man want to go now yeah, okay. all right i think it will be great oh,
3: you know how to ride that or is it just for looks
4: i can ride this thing to kingdom come
3: good then you won't mind switching brands <laughs> that pretty boy is going to bring the fans in droves fans who have long been underrepresented at the track Maybe. He's lost his mind. I think you might be right. Yeah, fans won't be able to look away. Not if they can't race. You guys are gonna to want to
4: see this. Outside. Here comes the Look.
3: Trent Burns. You must have heard we were putting a racing team together.
1: wrong with a guy named shrimp <laughs>
3: hey there fellas i thought i'd stop by let you know my birthday's next week turning 17. legal racing age <laughs>
1: i like him
2: he's got personality so <laughs> he's the fun one so they got the pretty one <laughs> the big guy and the fun one
1: i a wild the kid's child a nuisance. Yep.
3: Yep. I like him. You don't say Of course you do. Hmm. I'd like to introduce the newest member of the Harley Davidson racing team,
1: Shrimp Burns. There you go, Shrimp. Which I'm sure is not your given name. Come
3: on. And he can't get enough of it. And here comes Ray Weeshaw
1: to congratulate Ooh. Shrimp. Ooh. <laughs> Spoke too soon.
2: A too much personality
1: <laughs> hey, 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 hey. i like getting punched in the face and laughing about it that's the spirit of harley right there first
3: and second place winners <laughs> are congratulating each other harley davidson style
2: are those the cheerleaders Cheerleaders. there you go there's the cheer staff and the the racers (laughs) little bonus in that last clip did you notice how art took a negative and made it a positive. The guys were fighting on the ground, right? Very negative. They were congratulating oh, each is other. Bad. And he turned Harley it into, style. Into, a pos- into a positive thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, same like that. way that he did with the, the female journalist before that was anti-motorcycle, yeah. where he he turned that, took a negative, flipped it, and turned it into a positive. Now, fun fact, they eventually named their racing team The Wrecking Crew. That's awesome. Which came That's from, great. from that right there.
1: Well, I think we've come to that point of the show, Mr. Zachary, where you need to give us your straight shot.
2: The straight shot. The straight shot. Um, We still need to come up with something super cool. The straight Straight (laughs) shot. Okay. Uh, There's two major takeaways from um, today's straight shot uh, episode. One uh, being proactive in business gives you the opportunity to make smart, strategic decisions without being impacted by emotion or outside yeah, don't getting pressures. Push, getting
1: pushed around. Right. Though, right.
2: So um, if you're you're proactive, you know what you're doing. You're confident in who you are. Uh, then the, you know, the the reporters coming up to you and you're pushing and the, the these things happening with the market. You, you don't get side sidetracked as easily. Um, we believe in making solid business decisions that are backed by tangible research data. Mm-hmm. So we know what we're doing is correct and we can be confident in what we're doing based on that uh, that data that we've gathered, the homework that we've done uh, Not up winging front. It. No, we don't believe in winging it at all. Um, Doing the, the the homework up front allows us to be uh, confident that we are going to be as efficient as possible and that our communications are going to be as effective as possible. Uh, proactivity uh, is also, it, it's, a, uh, it's a byproduct of being um, passion-filled and grounded at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it, it gives you the opportunity to really push for what it is that you believe, but you're still steady and and confident in what you've done uh, at the same time. It also shows that you are in control of your business as opposed to your business controlling you. That's the whole cart before the Mm. horse thing.
1: And finding ways to be proactive and strategic in your marketing is absolutely paramount to success.
2: It is. Um, The second takeaway I think from this uh, is in measuring your activity. uh, our marketing agency, Measure, is the final stage of what we call straight line marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's often overlooked by uh, a lot of companies, a lot of clients. Perhaps that's because proper measurement uh, starts simultaneously with the other uh, stages of the process. It finishes you know, in its own timeline, but mm-hmm. it has to start with everything else. In order to take full advantage of the uh, measure stage, you have to take care to establish benchmarks at the very beginning of the entire process. Then you have to track your experience along the way as you go so that you can then analyze them in that final uh, measure stage and kind of see from them, okay, we've tracked our progress. This is where we were. This is where we've come. We've tracked everything, what worked, what didn't work. And it allows us to, at the end, celebrate what you've done right, which I'm a firm believer in patting yourself on the back as a company, Uh, and your employees. If your company has done well, tell your employee, because they got you there, right? So celebrate, it's important to remember what you've done right. I completely agree. The other thing that after that is whatever didn't work, fix it, course correct it. Um, we should tweak it so it does this we should drop it we mm-hmm. should whatever as course, long as you stay in your brand you, it gives you the opportunity to look back on say hey this worked. this didn't work and why and what can we do to, to tweak it um, and then the, the final piece is uh, expansion um, when you, you're at the end of that you say okay we've grown the marketplace this amount from where we started because of benchmarking marketing right? so we've grown this much which gives us additional resources to expand the business, expand our communication efforts, can expand our, our operations. Uh, and unless you have the the measure stage done, you can't effectively do those things um, from an analytical, strategic standpoint.
1: Right. You don't know. Um, sometimes, it, sometimes success isn't always just about the bottom line and profit. Sometimes it's about meeting certain other goals and unless you are benchmarking and, and knowing wh- where you are at in the process, you don't know if you're succeeding or yeah. if you're headed towards success.
2: Well, strategy um, is is important because it does reach more than just sales. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now, sales is an important goal. I mean, that is I mean, like the main. You need it, the money is, to grow. It is an important goal, but depending on where you are in your business. You may have other goals. Am I going to lead, make this business strong enough to leave it to my son, or to sell it to somebody else, or do I? Am I comfortable, uh, you know, being this one man shop where I, I have enough money to eat, or do you want to become the biggest thing that's in your industry? You have different goals, and those goals are just as important. As sales Now, sales is important because it keeps food on the table. But it's not the end-all, be-all, depending on where mm-hmm. you are in that cycle. And sometimes and those sales are that.
1: temporary. Because, I mean, yeah. you know, you can have a great year, but you don't know what next year is going to be because you haven't. Absolutely, you have to have foresight. Front, pro- right. Yeah, and so if you make plans for growth, adding new positions, adding employees, or perhaps mm-hmm. positioning yourself in out you know, out of the local and into the regional, out of the regional and into the national, right. or however you decide to grow your business. And so in the movie, Harley Davidson ju- did just that, everything right. that you're talking about, and they continued over and over, mm-hmm. expanding with new products, ebbing and flowing with changes in the marketplace, and through consistency and strategic planning, they have become the global cult brand that they are today
2: that's true and they well an example we'll leave you with this uh, today there's one clip in the movie um, Mm -hmm. that uh, that really showcases something that I kind of want to talk about it's something that in reality would not have happened in the time place of the movie, but because it is a marketing tool mm-hmm. for uh, for Harley Davidson today, uh, Harley Davidson has made a move to embrace female writers as a new demographic. Now, back in 1914, 1940, not so much. We were cheerleaders. That, that yeah, that wouldn't <laughs> have happened. But because this is a this whole film is a marketing. Piece for it's a Hallmark the company. Movie. It's yeah. it's a propaganda film. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an entertaining propaganda film, mm-hmm. but because it's there, they included one of their 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 secondary audiences, which is the female writer today in the movie. And I kind of want to show you. Um, what that what that is so we'll leave you with uh with that clip
1: mm, I, I that's a great idea so um as a woman i would love to end <laughs> with that clip i hope you guys have enjoyed the harley and the davidson series uh you know the, the two shows that we did about it and uh so uh i think that's going to close out the harley yep. and the davidson thing but i think it's been fun kind of picking apart their decision making and the beginning processes of their business and as you know it's not it's not going anywhere Harley-Davidson nope. has, uh, you know, they have come through the motorcycles are dangerous. They have beat out competition that they consi- they consistently have new competition coming out all the time. Victory motorcycles is a big one coming out up and out right now. And um, so anyway, so we're going to leave you with this last clip here. I hope you enjoy it. And until next time, thank you for joining us here on The Street Show. Thanks, guys. Bye.
4: Just like riding a bicycle,
1: only complex and powerful.
4: <laughs> so you pedal it, started. She and likes then it. um, once it's turned over, hold her steady and uh, use this lever to engage the bell. Okay, okay? you ready? Yeah. Here we go.
1: <laughs> we give her some pants. Does she have pants on? <laughs> <Huh>? No. <laughs> well,
3: see, even in the movie, you could tell this stuck out like a sore thumb. This is a breakthrough. It, was like- it is. Yes. Women can ride a Harley Davidson. Errands to the grocer, the post office—it's a whole new market. She can really sure ride. With yeah,
1: you. yeah, no, I drive my Harley just to Very get appealing. You know, milk and eggs.
4: Very appealing. <laughs> Go on okay. up.
0: Thank you for listening. If you found this podcast informative, we hope you'll pass along our web address. StraightShot.net to your friends, colleagues, and business associates, and please leave us a positive review on iTunes or on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash StraightShot. If you would like to have your question featured on the show or would like to be a guest, call 678-825-8086, extension 300, or you can email us at info at Be sure to download the Straight Shot podcast app on your smartphone to hear previous and new shows. You can also find us on Spotify, iTunes, or directly at straightshot.net. This has been Straight Shot.